this 2023 NFC South Division Betting Preview Edition on the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. And make sure to use promo code SGPN for $20 off. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it? Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, August 15th, currently 4.05 on the East Coast, here to preview another division in the NFL as we get ever so closer to the NFL regular season. And today we'll be discussing the NFC South division. But joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as my co-host, on the PropCast, and of course, crushing it on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast and the F1 Gambling Podcast, the hardest working man on gambling uh, space, I should say. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, how you doing, brother? Uh, I just want to say, you pick the chillest intro music when we start coming into this, so it just I puts, loved it. Right? I'm telling Sorry. you right now, it just puts me in the right mind space for this, so uh, I'm good, Moonoff. I'm good. I'm ready to talk some NFC South, uh, ready to get into this. I- I'm ready for football season. You know, I've been headlong into NASCAR, but uh, love me some NFL. God, can we just hurry up and start the season already? You know, you got to get your mindset right. That's why I play the calming music, you know. Uh, but uh, here we are, like you mentioned. And also joining us, you know the voice. She's back with us for the uh, NFL divisional previews. You can find her at Yahoo Sportsbook as a betting analyst and host. And absolutely just crushing it in UFC. You can find her on UFC Fight Pass as well. It's Minty Betts. Minty, long time no talk, at least on air. Long time no talk, at <laughs> least on air indeed. Rob, Rob, Rod, sorry. I totally agree with you with the music. I was like, whoa, this is really chill. And then when the minute ran up, I was like, I wanted more music. But um, yeah, I'm very excited to preview this division with you. And I'm so excited for NFL season to begin. But I also feel like it just ended in a way too. Like, I feel like I've been watching so much football and like the Johnny Manziel thing and like the quarterback documentary yeah. on Netflix that I'm just like already in football season. I'll tell yeah. you, Mitzi, football season never ends for me. I've got USFL, XFL, CFL, and then the NFL. So I, I ne- oh I'm God. never without football. And that's why I love about it. But I, I yeah. can feel you on the NFL just ending though. Rod, are you a degenerate? I mean, NASCAR, F1, NFL, CFL, XFL, like what? <laughs> IFL, Indoor Football League, I mean, I just watched my Bay Area Panthers win the Indoor Football League Championship. So, wow. Uh, Do you bet Little League games too? Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> women's, women's handball, Olympic handball. It doesn't matter, man. They're, it doesn't matter. If, if they're playing it, <laughs> pickleball. Jeez. Well, th- that's the beauty of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If there's odds, we will sniff it down and put out <laughs> content for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's. 
the, I, this kind of goes back to the times where um, COVID was going on and everything was shut down. And the only thing we could bet on was like Belarus soccer and like table tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for I forced myself to get into horse racing. Horse racing too, not. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I mentioned, we'll talk about the NFC South uh, tonight on this episode. Uh, we'll go through win totals. Uh, we'll pick out a division winner and give a best bet at the end. Kind of go through some of the schedules for some of these teams, uh, some roster moves, and kind of what we're feeling about uh, what we expect from these teams in this division. I know the NFC South, and I know, Rod, you and I did the AFC South uh, propcast yesterday with Chris, and not the most two exciting divisions, but at one point, this division was one of the better ones. But I think, you know, every few years or every five years or so, a division goes through that transition of being one of the best divisions to one of the, you know, poorest divisions, obviously with coaching changes and roster moves and quarterback changes and things like that. So uh, before we get into the actual teams and the division odds, let me tell everyone about the game time app. Look, the NFL season is right around the corner and you maybe want to get out there for the first game of the regular season. Maybe there's a concert that you want to get out to a comedy show within your area. Uh, maybe you even want to support your local MLS soccer team. Um, Game Time App is here for you. They're a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and uh, theater that's near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best prices are guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Look, when we find those events, we kind of want to plan them out three, four months ahead of time and having to get those tickets. But not with the Game Time app. Uh, They have flash deals, like I mentioned, also last-minute ticket ideas. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event that's in your area. I think the best part that I like about the app is that when you go to a specific event, you can see the exact uh, the seating view that you're going to have at that specific venue on the Game Time app. They have some of the lowest price guarantees and event cancellation protection, and also job loss protect, uh, protection as well. Like I mentioned, forget planning in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for, uh, like I mentioned, football season. Basketball is right around the corner. We still have uh, MLB baseball going on. And of course, concerts, comedy shows in theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section for less on any other website or app, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are. Get the images of your seats like I mentioned before. You buy them. and super easy to buy it on their app. It just takes two clicks, and you're all set. And again, you don't have to worry about waiting for those tickets uh, to come in the mail or even in your email. Those tickets come right into the app, right onto your phone, so you don't have to stress about it. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code SGPN for twenty dollars uh, off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets and their lowest prices are guaranteed. All right, let's get into this NFC South division. Uh, We'll just kind of go in alphabetical order, I think, uh, for these teams. And uh, let's kick it off with one team that is coming into this division with a lot of hype surrounding it, and that's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, They come into the season with a win total of uh, 8.5, and I want to say I saw it all the way up to 9.5 as well. Um, so let me rewind and go back to the division odds and then we'll get into the Atlanta Falcons. So right now the new Orleans saints are the division favorite to win the NFC South at plus plus one twenty. 
Falcons are second at plus 215. The Panthers are four to one, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight to one. Uh, last season, the Atlanta Falcons, seven and 10, back to back seasons, they put it together a record of seven and 10. 2017 was the last season uh, this team had a winning record. They come into this season with the second easiest schedule, uh, and this NFC South division plays the other South division in the AFC. And they also got, um, they're also benefiting from playing the three other opponents outside of their own division and the AFC South by the teams of the Arizona Cardinals, the Washington Commanders, and the New York Jets. Uh, Rod, let me start with you on this Atlanta Falcons team. They come into this uh, season, like I mentioned, with the, one of the easier schedules in the entire league. Eight and a half is their win total. What do you think about this Falcons team coming into the season? And there's a lot of hype around a running back by the name of B. John Robinson. Indeed, but let's just not forget that they are being led by the AAF quarterback du jour, Logan Woods. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, <laughs> it's but, uh, no, listen, this, this team, obviously a, a gigantic work in progress. They're definitely going to have their work cut out for them, trying to climb their way back into, and, and thankfully for them, uh, a division that's kind of come back to them, right? I mean, it's come back down to earth. They don't have Tom Brady to, to fight with anymore. Now they got Derek Carr and the Saints, but I mean, again, that's not necessarily a, a, a hill that they can't climb. So if they can get Bijan together, if they can get Pitts fully healthy, if they can find something in, in Desmond Ritter, then they're going to have something for the rest of this division. The conference, let's pump our brakes there. But at least for this division, they can at least hold their own if they can find uh, some something in this youth movement that can get them over the hump. But yeah, again, this division's kind of come back down to them. Uh, a lot like the NFC West did a couple of seasons ago, too, when they were all seven and nine, and then all of a sudden people started to get better. But um, I mean, this is looking a lot like that NFC West from a couple of years ago. So again, Atlanta, if they can, if they can do something right, I don't think this is necessarily a, a cut and dry division for anybody anymore. Yeah. I mean, last season, like you mentioned, the division winners were the Tom Brady led uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers that finished with a record of eight and nine, the other three teams in the saints, the Falcons and the um, Panthers finished with a record of seven and 10. Um, so that kind of tells you where this division is at currently. Uh, Minty, give me your thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons for this upcoming season. Now, the Falcons come in with probably one of the strongest run games, right? And they rely on their second-year mobile quarterback, uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, and like you guys said, Bijan Robinson, we are excited to see what he can do. Is he going to be the Swiss Army knife of Atlanta? And you know, I think Ritter has some has some good weapons to use as well with Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts, even though I think he's coming off an injury, right? Um, they mm -hmm. improved their defense this offseason, and I have hope for this team. Not super excited about, you know, this division in general, but um, if I had to make a bet on this, I don't think they would get to nine wins or more. So I actually kind of like the under uh, for the Falcons here at eight and a half. Uh, and I think it's plus money too, I guess, depending on where you look, but I'm seeing it under eight and a half at even money. Um, I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned they do come in with one of the best running back groups uh, in the entire uh, national football league, right? Led by uh, Cordero Patterson. You talk about Tyler Al Algier and they drafted B. John Robinson out of Texas. 
Um, but I think the one concern that I do have, and with Arthur Smith as their head coach, right, it's going to be a run first, first approach. And they do have the number nine ranked offensive line coming into the season. So that's, that's kind of working for them. But I think what concerns me is what both of you brought up is that the health of Kyle Pitts, and then you obviously you drafted Drake, uh, Drake London last year. There's not much depth behind those two guys. And, you know, we saw Desmond Ritter last season for the final four weeks of the regular season after the, you know, the whole thing with Marcus Mariota. Um, but I, I think for Desmond Ritter, there were some growing pains, obviously, last year being in his rookie season. And he wasn't a very accurate quarterback down the field. And maybe, you know, being in this offensive system for, for his rookie season, having a full offseason to work with Arthur Smith and those coaches there to improve and learn the the playbook, I think that may just give him a little bit of a boost. But again, I think there's just a lot of expectations coming in for this Falcons team. If this team is run first, like I expect them to be, um, I, I I can see them getting to wine, nine wins, but I feel like this is the division like last year where I think eight wins might just get it done for this division. But I'm also with Minty. I'm leaning towards under eight and a half. I feel like there is a lot of um, hype behind this Atlanta Falcons team. And again, you're one or two injuries away, uh, whether on the offensive line or the defensive line, or even your quarterback from this team, you know, falling in the standings in the division. Uh, Rod, did you mention if you like the over-under for this team? I did not, but I do. I'll lean under with you guys as well, only because, again, listen, and, and we're we're kind of glossing over the fact that they're hinting toward using Cordell Patterson more in the passing game again yeah. now that they've got Bijan, right? I mean, obviously, he was the Swiss Army knife, Minty, like you said, of the Falcons last season. He doesn't need to be that this year. Now, if they've, they've got a good, solid run game, he can go back out and run routes. And maybe the fact that he may be not taking too deep a routes now can be the outlet valve that a, a Ritter needs, like running underneath underneath routes and stuff like that just to kind of free up the middle of the field for him so um if that happens then you know again uh, the falcons could be good but i don't know if they're going to get to the to the 9 10 wins that everybody expects them to so yeah i'm, I'm with you guys on the under mincy any other thoughts for the falcons uh yeah no <laughs> all right uh before we get over to the next team in this division let me tell everyone about the sports gambling podcast patreon page Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, we also have weekly contests just for patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up. Make sure to get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. The next team in this division, that is going to be the Carolina Panthers. As I mentioned, one of three teams that finished with a 7-10 and 10 record last season in the NFC South division. They did win five out of their last eight games. Um, and the 2017 season was the last time the Panthers had a winning record. They started the offseason off with uh, a bang. They traded uh, their first, uh, they traded for the first overall pick with the Bears, with uh, DJ Moore heading over to the Chicago Bears and future uh, first round draft picks, I believe, which were four of them uh, over to the Chicago Bears. Also, head coaching change for this team. Uh, Indianapolis Colts former head coach Frank Reich comes over to be the head man for this Carolina Panthers team. And this is another team that comes into this season that has a very easy schedule, fourth easiest schedule coming into the season. 
but they do face a very difficult course to start the season, at least in the first six weeks before their bye week. Uh, they have a projected win, or sorry, the, the first six weeks, those six teams all have a projected win total of eight and a half or more. So Brett, Bryce Young, their starting quarterback, their first overall pick, uh, is going to face some very, very good teams. Four of their first six uh, games this upcoming season is going to be on the uh, on the road before they hit their bye week. And coming out of the bye week, the schedule uh, eases up for them where they face the Texans at home and uh, Frank Reich's former uh, team, the Indianapolis Colts, in week eight. Uh, Minty, let me start with you on the Carolina Panthers. Like I mentioned, they made the big splash in the offseason uh, by trading for the number one overall pick. They get their starting quarterback in Bryce Young. What are your thoughts about this Panthers team coming into this NFL season? Uh, to be honest, when I was doing my NFL research, I totally forgot about the Panthers. Like, just they were just overlooked to me. But um, like you said, their schedule is pretty decent. No more Christian McCaffrey, of course. And as you also alluded to earlier, Bryce Young is going to be their starters. And we kind of like have so much hope for rookie quarterbacks or just uh, rookies in general, but you never want to trust uh, rookie quarterbacks, you know? Um, but also this roster, you've got Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst. You've got Von Bell as your safety. I mean, I actually kind of like how this roster is looking. I mean, it's not complete by any means. And I actually like that Frank Reich is, is going to be their head coach here. I think they can actually do good. And I, I think that they could be a sleeper team here. So I actually sprinkled a little on them to win the NFC South uh, at plus 350, you know, just a little sprinkle. Um, and I'm seeing their win total at seven and a half minus 120. I kind of like mm -hmm. the over here. Rod, talk to me about the Panthers. I mean, look, if it were eight and a half, I'd kind of feel the same way about Atlanta. I'd be like, oh, I don't know if they can get to nine wins, but yeah, a seven and a half. The over is fine there. And hey, listen, why are we disrespecting Andy Dalton? Come on. The guy's hey, the red rifle. Come on. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, the skeleton of this team is probably the most, I, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, what do you, what do you call it when you're hopeful? Hopeful, I suppose. The most hopeful out of all of the, I was trying to, I was trying to think of a better word. Yeah. I speak for a living. Optimistic. Uh, optimistic. optimistic. There you go. Uh, for, for this division. I mean, they do have, like you said, Adam Thielen. They've got uh, Miles Sanders now. So the running game and at least one good receiver for this rookie quarterback. And that's kind of what you need. And Hayden Hurst, for that matter, too. Tight ends are rookie quarterback's best friends. So kind of need that to, to lean on as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the bones of this have a division winning feel. I mean, more than the Falcons. If the Falcons have their, their youth movement, I think they're a contender. But these guys actually have enough put together now that I feel like they could probably run away with this. Uh, if if Bryce Young can do great things for a rookie. But Minty, like you said, yes. we tend to really hype up these rookie quarterbacks, you know, and say they are the next big thing, and we never give them a chance to learn. So mm -hmm. he may mm -hmm. end up learning this year, and that could cost the Panthers uh, a winning season, but the future's bright. Yeah, I think in time, like, if all the pieces stay together and healthy, I think they could actually be a really good team. I think the one point that you guys bring up there is that the one unit that has stayed together has been their defense, right? I mean, last season when they were winning those games in the back half of the of the year, it was really led by their defense. That defense, the defensive unit comes in ranked top 10 in the entire league. Um, but again, the question is going to remain, can they score enough points uh, for them to be competitive, right? Bryce Young comes in ranked number 23. 
uh, overall as the quarterback rankings. Um, the running back group led by Miles Sander ranks number 27. The wide receiver group led by Adam Thielen and Terrence Marshall Jr., who left practice on Monday with a back injury, ranks number 31 out of 32 teams. But again, I think there's a great mix of veterans. Like you guys mentioned, they brought in Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders as well. And you have an offensive line that is one of the better ones coming into this season as well. And look, I know Miles Sanders right now is dealing with a uh, groin strain, and hopefully he can recover before the start of the season because we're a little over three weeks away uh, from this season. But I think this could be a season where Miles Sanders has a big year for the Carolina Panthers. Last season, he was with one of the better offensive lines in the Philadelphia Eagles. He had another big year for the Eagles uh, running the football for them. Like Josh Jacobs last year led the league in um, rushing yards. I think Miles Sanders probably has that capability as well. I'm going to try to find those odds uh, as we kind of move through the pod here. But um, I'm with you guys. I know a lot of it does fall on the shoulders of Bryce Young. um, But I feel like they they may need one more wide receiver or another offensive weapon uh, for them to score enough points. But at seven and a half in the schedule that they do have, especially at the back end of the year, um, I think this is a team that can close out the 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 season strong and get over this win total. And again, the odds are really indicating it, right? Uh, for this division that you have three teams that have odds of four four to one or less to win the NFC South at you know plus one twenty for the Saints, and then like I mentioned, four to one for the Panthers. Again, shop around, you'll probably find a better number for uh, the Panthers to win the division. Uh, but there is again a possibility that they can uh, beat the NFC South uh, champions uh, for this upcoming season. Right? Anything else for the Panthers uh, that we may have missed? Mm, I mean, much like Minty and the Falcons, no. Uh, although I will say the minus one twenty on the over for seven and a half. I mean, yeah, that's a lot to sink in for a for a futures. But again, if we think it's going to cash, then you can hold on to that ticket and wait till the end. I I think that's a good bet too. All right, getting over to the next team in this division, and that is going to be the. New Orleans Saints, um, probably the most talented team in this division by far. Um, I think, again, a lot of it does come down to health. Now, last season, they finished with a record of 7-10. and 10. I know they had a, a back-and-forth quarterback situation between Jameis Winston and uh, Andy Dalton, like we had uh, alluded to earlier. They come into the season with a win total of 9.5, and, and like I mentioned as well, they are the odds-on favorites. Right now, to win this division at around plus 120, this team is the beneficiary of having the easiest schedule for this upcoming season. They also don't play any of the top five Super Bowl favorites, and they do play the bottom five worst teams as far as win totals for this upcoming season. And their three games outside of the AFC South and the NFC South within their own division are the New England Patriots, the New York Giants, and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Dennis Allen enters his second year as the head coach. New quarterback coming over from the Las Vegas slash, or let me go say Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. In Derek Carr, who spent his first nine seasons with those uh, Raiders. Alvin Kamara, we got the news that he is going to be serving a three-game suspension for the altercation that he uh, was a part of in Vegas. Uh, Minty, I know this is your team. You're a fan of the Saints. Uh, what are you thinking about your Saints coming into the season with a win total of nine and a half? Well, 
you know, ever since the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, I've kind of shifted my fandom, but there is always going to be a special heart or a special place in my heart for the Saints in the Drew Brees era. era. My goodness, I'm struggling today. But um, yeah, I think the Saints are pretty hyped up just as much as the Falcons are to win the NFC South. I mean, they finally have a stable quarterback in Derek Carr, and a lot of people may think that he's very, as the Gen Zs call it, mid. And that may be true, but he has weapons like Alvin Kamara, (laughs) Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and now Jamal Williams, right? And as you said, Munaf, They've got a really easy schedule other than facing the NFC South rivals. They've got the AFC South and I believe the NFC North as well. Yep. I think they could be the strongest team in this division. Again, depending on health, hopefully everyone stays healthy. They could have a very dangerous offense. One of the best defenses. I mean, last season, they allowed the fifth fewest total yards, allowed the ninth fewest points. I already bet on them to win the NFC South at plus 130. I think the one concern that I or a couple concerns that I have about the Saints is number one head coach Dennis Allen. I'm not sure if he is. I think if they have a, a bad season, uh, they'll be looking in a different direction at at head coach because it kind sure. of speaks volume of all the success that the Saints had under Sean Payton. And I know they he was paired with uh, Hall of Famer, uh, one of the best to ever do it, Andrew Brees at that quarterback position. Um, and again, we haven't mentioned this that the Saints. Year in and year out, when they are good, they have one of the better home field advantages, especially in that uh, inside that dome. If you haven't had a chance to watch a Saints game uh, at, at, at the Superdome, I don't know what they're calling it these days, but you definitely need to get out to a Saints game uh, for yeah. sure. Because that, I still call it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, yeah. even though it's not. Because <laughs> I attended a game, uh, and this was when Antonio Brown was with the Steelers. We were wow. in NOLA. I don't know how long ago this was, but um, it was the Steelers and the Saints. And we were we went to the game, me and my buddy. Um, and those fans do not sit. Like, they pay for the seat, but they're standing the whole time. Uh, and that was a really fun game to watch um, between those two teams. But, uh, Rod, concerns about – one of the concerns I also have is the offensive and defensive line down in the trenches doesn't rank very high coming into the season. And we hear a lot of analysts say that Games are won in the trenches, whether it's the offensive line or the defensive line. But what are your thoughts on the Saints for this upcoming season? I mean, they've got not one but two Fresno Bulldog, Fresno State Bulldog quarterbacks back there: Jake Hayner and <laughs> Derek Carr. Or De- uh, David Derek Carr. Derek yeah. Carr. Mitzi, Don't even I'm talk to me sorry. about David Carr. No, I know we're we're done with David. This I'm is sorry. back-to-back days, Rod. You've just just the knife I'm, gets I'm deeper and knife, deeper. Enough. I'm twisting the knife. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Mitzi, my, my word vomit is contagious. So uh, it's just, uh, that's why <laughs> it's all me. It's all me. Um, yeah, but not, I love the fact that Jake Hayner's on that team. Gonna, I think he's going to be the future of that franchise as he learns from his, his fellow uh, Fresno state alumnus there. But as far as defense is concerned, I mean, you got the honey badger, you've got Cameron Jordan, like those are two veteran guys. If they can get everybody else on the same page, I don't know that it's going to be too much of a problem. Again, like Minty said, Derek or uh, Derek Carr does bring some sense of stability, and sometimes mid gets it done. Like I know we love super flashy, but like if you have a good enough roster around you, Jimmy Garoppolo proved this perfectly. You don't have to be the superstar quarterback. Just find the people that do the things that they need to do with the ball, and they'll make you look good. And that's kind of what has been Derek Carr's downfall lately is that on uh, on Las Vegas, I mean, they had Josh Jacobs, but everybody else around him, you know, even when they brought in Devontae Adams, he didn't necessarily do what he needed to do to make Der- his, his quarterback look good. So mm-hmm. 
if that can happen in New Orleans, if he can just, if Michael Thomas can continue to do what he did to make Drew Brees look good, right? And now we got Jamal Williams, who we know is a good enough running back. And like I said, if, if Jordan and, and the Honey Badger can keep these defensive guys on the same page, this is going to be the best team in the division. And the odds reflect it. And I think just the eye test reflects it. So it's up to them to live up to the odds rather than, you know, us to, to believe or, or not believe the hype, really. Yeah, I think, again, a lot of it is predicated on if Michael Thomas is able to stay healthy, right? And again, that's a big if, especially with what he's dealt with over the past several seasons. Chris Olave had a great rookie season for the Saints team with that wide receiving group. And I think they brought in Jamal Williams to kind of have that insurance policy because I more likely than not, the Saints probably knew that there was going to be some type of suspension for Alvin Kamara for what transpired uh, in this altercation in Vegas um, over the offseason. But again, on, on paper, uh, you look at it or you will say that even the eye test like Rod just mentioned, uh, the talent is definitely there for this team uh, for this upcoming season. I think 10 wins is a stretch here uh, for the Saints team. I can see them getting to 9 and 8. Um, I think, again, you do have the easiest schedule for this upcoming season. Again, it's not a really a gauntlet if you just kind of go through their schedule because last season, this division played the AFC North. I mean, we know that's one of the better, if not the best divisions in the entire football league. They played the NFC West last year. You have the Niners. Seattle had a great season last year. Arizona, you know, under Cliff Kinsbury in the first half of the year are very good. They fall off in the second half. And the Rams were rattled by injuries last year. But in outside of the division last year, they faced the Vikings who won their division, the Eagles who also won their division. And now, like we mentioned, the Saints team comes in with the easiest schedule uh, for this upcoming season. I could be completely wrong. This team could come out and win 10-11 games just based on their schedule, or they can, again, like I mentioned, sneak on this number and still win this division uh, in the NFC South. So I'll slightly lean towards the under here uh, for this team, but I wouldn't, again, like I mentioned, I would not be surprised if this team does get over this number of nine and a half. Getting over to the last team in this division, that is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Life after Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last season, this team, like I alluded to earlier, finished the season with a 8-9 and nine record to only lose in the wild card round uh, to the Dallas Cowboys by a score of 31-14. to 14. This season, they come in with a win total of 6.5 and, and, like I mentioned, 8-1. to one to win the NFC South division. Their strength of schedule is slightly above average or right around league average because, they, again, they do play a first-place um, schedule because they did win the uh, division last season. The quarterback room currently consists of Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, and John Wolford for this upcoming season. They do return most of their skill position players outside of the quarterback positions. We talk about guys like Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans and also their running back group not uh, ranked very highly I guess we can say coming into the season they also weren't able to make a lot of upgrades to this roster because they had a huge cap hit of this season alone of 75 million dollars 35 million of that goes by the name of the goat to the Tom uh, Tom Brady um and again, offensively last season without with Tom Brady, they scroll, they struggle to score points. But this season, this offensive group comes in ranked 31th at the quarterback position, 29th on the offensive line, and they're dead last in the running back position. So 
It seems like if they're going to win games, it's going to be ugly here, Rod. But life after Tom Brady here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rod, talk to me about this team. First off, I got to find me a job that gives me $35 million after I leave. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're out there and you want to pay me for that, I'm, I'm there for it. But, look, Tampa Bay obviously is gutted. And, and shout out to another AAF quarterback, too, John Wolford, uh, of the Arizona Hotshots. Sorry, I'm just dropping all, all sorts of useless football knowledge. I'm impressed, over. honestly. Um, but no, Rod's listen. knowledge, that's such a turn on. <laughs> He's such an encyclopedia of all football. Uh, but no, look at him. He's blushing. I am. It's, no, this is 108 over here in California. That's all I want to know. Um, no, these guys, they've got a lot of work to do, obviously. And they know this and, and Baker Mayfield, is he, is he playing anymore? I mean, we're going to find out, obviously he's got tons of tools at his talent, but then again, he had that at Cleveland too, at certain points in his, his career there. So it's just a matter of, is he going to be able to drive the car that he's given, right? I mean, he's been given sort of, I don't want to say a high-end performing car, but let's just say he's been given, what's a good, a Hyundai? I don't know, some reliable I mean, he, he has a Mercedes-Benz. I mean, look, Mike Evans is, has been a very consistent wide receiver in his career. I know Chris Godwin has dealt with injuries over the last several seasons as well, but, I mean, you still have talent there. I mean, oh, but, I don't okay, this has got 100,000 miles on it already, all right? So you're babying this thing along at this okay. point. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. have already okay. got <laughs> under their belt, right? That's that's all I'm saying is that he's got to find a way to baby this car along and quite possibly make a charge for this division. I don't know, you know? And again, like I said, I hate to throw shade on people because they're doing their job, but I don't know that he's got it in him to do what he needs to do with this team. So it's going to be an uphill battle. This is a rebuild year for sure. Baker's not their future, and they know this. Yeah. They're going to build for their future. Kyle Trask could be that guy, you know? So I don't know. To me, like this is a hands-off in every situation. I'm not even touching any part of, of Tampa Bay for anything other than unders for all of their player props, except for maybe Mike Evans, but everybody else I'm, I'm done. There's nothing I want out of this team. Minty yeah. thoughts on the Buccaneers for this upcoming <laughs> year. Yeah. I'm enough. As you said earlier, um, I mean, they had the eighth worst scoring offense last season, and that was under Tom Brady, and they finished yeah. eight and nine. So I don't really have much hope for Baker and the Bucks here. Um, but like I said about the Falcons, I think Baker could do well, or even Kyle Trask could do well with the right offensive pieces. And you've got veteran guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Are they past their prime? No, but I don't. I don't think their numbers will be as good this season as in seasons past. Um, and also about the whole schedule thing, they've got an incredibly tough schedule. They face Philadelphia, Detroit, Buffalo, San Francisco. My gosh. And all the NFC South teams aren't unknown. The rest could be really, really good and over, you know, performing very well, but we really don't know. So yeah, I'm with Rod here and I would, I mean, I think their win total set at six and a half, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. I would even go, one up you and go five and a half and go under at plus one thirty. I don't think I'm not putting any money on the bucks this season um, in terms of futures, but I would very much look at the under. I think there's a couple of ways you can, again, if you want to fade the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's, there's ways to do it. I think Minty mentioned one taking all under uh, on their five and a half wins, but kind of looking at their schedule, what Minty you just mentioned there. I mean, yeah, it is a gauntlet because first four weeks they go to Minnesota then they have Chicago at home, who's, again, there's a lot of hype around that team as well. Uh, they do get Philly at home on Monday night football. Um, and then they go to New Orleans uh, before their bye week. 
After their bye week, they have trips to Buffalo, to San Francisco, to uh, Lambeau Field. That's always a tough uh, game, especially in the last month of the regular season. And then they do finish their last two weeks in division games against the Saints at home, and they go to the Panthers. So, again, there are – and, again, week week nine, they go to Houston. That's a very difficult game as well. But 7-1 um, to one for this team to have the fewest wins in the regular season. I think that may be a way to fade this team as well. Um, and, again, if there are books out there that do offer – Props like first head coach fired. I think Todd Bowles is probably at the top of that list as well. I mean, I, I don't know, Broad. I mean, I mean, I, I just don't think he's he's. I think he could be a great coordinator. We've seen it, but at, as a head coach, I'm just not sure that he can be that guy uh, for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And again, they end up with uh, the first overall pick. We know all the hype that's coming around Caleb Williams that will you know propel their um, rebuilding at a very fast rate. Yeah, I'm not going to say that any team ever tanks it for anybody, like tank for Tua, right? Remember that was the, yeah, the, yeah that was a huge thing. But listen, I mean, if they know that a, a franchise quarterback is sitting right there and they they need somebody like that, I mean, I, I, listen, I, again, I'm not going to say that that's going to happen, but it's got to be in the back of their minds at some point. It's like, well, we know that we're going to get really, really good quarterback because whoever whoever finishes last this season is probably going to, end up needing him anyway so it's it's a race for last place maybe this year for some of these teams but I, I don't know that uh, Tampa Bay is is there yet I think that they're okay kind of waiting on Trask possibly and and building around it but boy I'm not talking about getting a head coach replaced right into the first couple of games of the season these guys are frustrated now because they went from having Tom Brady in the Super Bowl to now who and what and where right rebuilding is tough for any team Believe me, I'm a Niners fan. I suffered through many, many rebuilding years. But, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. So I can understand their their frustration over the whole situation. Texans have been rebuilding since they found the franchise in Houston. So uh, <laughs> don't uh, don't talk to me about rebuilding, Rod. Move them to Vegas. Move them to Vegas. <laughs> Move everybody to Vegas. There you go. That's the answer. Move everybody to Vegas. Um, I wanted to go back to the expectations for Bryce Young for this upcoming season. Um, because again, being the first overall pick, there's always a lot of weight that kind of comes with that. And again, they have an owner in Dave Tepper that's, you know, bought this franchise, I think back in 2017, kind of cleaned house and they're trying to, you know, get back to being a relevant football team and at least compete, at least for the division, maybe even a playoff spot, because I think we all agree that defensively, they're going to be very good. And now you have a number one overall, uh, pick in Bryce Young, Rod. For Bryce Young, for him to have success, I know he doesn't have the biggest, you know, body frame when we talk about some of these quarterbacks that are, you know, that have that muscle or, or you know, what, like a typical NFL quarterback. He does come in a little bit undersized, but Rod, what are you expecting? Maybe if you have fancy twist on it as well for Bryce Young, what are your expectations for this upcoming season for him? So we've seen, obviously, Cam Newton succeed in this offense. We saw it with Christian McCaffrey, too, where he was able to lean on McCaffrey for just about everything. Miles Sanders, not a Christian McCaffrey in that he could do every single thing on the field like McCaffrey does, but I think for Bryce to be able to succeed and for any rookie quarterback to succeed, let's put it this way, they have to have a solid run game behind them to take the pressure off of that arm. Too often do teams expect those rookie quarterbacks to come in and be able to carry the entire team with their arm 
and and that's and that's because they come to teams that are weak in several different places and you plop a rookie quarterback in and say turn the franchise around and it's yeah. like okay but you know i've got a i've got a bad running back i've got receivers that aren't really that good he's got a good running back in miles sanders actually a great running back in miles sanders right and he's got adam thielen who who was successful in in minnesota so for him to succeed I think he's got a pretty good shot of succeeding almost right away if he can manage to lean. And he's got DJ Chark, right? I mean, let's let's yeah. not forget about Chark. Sure. He's, he's actually a, a valuable receiver in his own right. So for him to be able to succeed, I think he's got to be able to take less of this uh, pressure on him, right? And deliver it to the people that can help him, like I said before, look good, right? That so many times we just say that quarterback's got to be the man, got to be the man. Well, you want to be the man you got to have a good supporting cast and you got to make your supporting cast help you help them right if i can steal a phrase from from uh jerry Maguire, help me help you help me help you <laughs> right that, that's what's going to get bryce young through this season i, I think that the, the the landscape has really shifted when we talk about um quarterbacks in the league because we've seen i think this goes back maybe after like the 2017 or 2018 draft where we saw the um, Chiefs draft Patrick Mahomes. They sat him for a full year yes. um, and let him learn the playbook. Jordan Love was in that situation. Aaron Rodgers was in that situation behind Brett Favre. Yep. I think that might have been an opportunity or why he had so much. he's had so much success in his career, you know, winning a Super Bowl, winning multiple uh, MVPs, and just having a full offseason or a full season not having to be that guy, but now there's an expectation for these quarterbacks that come in from the college ranks, whether the first overall pick, second overall pick, third overall pick, top five picks, or even first round picks that they're just thrown into the fire because going from the collegiate level to the professional level, we've seen quarterbacks say that the game speeds up real fast from the college ranks to the NFL ranks. So I think it really benefits quarterbacks that wherever they're drafted, if they're going to be that future, that franchise, you kind of have to take a gap year and let them, you know, be on the bench for at least maybe the first 12 weeks and first 13 weeks. And maybe, you know, Atlanta did it right last year where they had drafted Desmond Ritter and they let him sit for the first 13 weeks before, you know, because Marcus Mariota wasn't performing well, that threw him out there for the final four games of the regular season, let him have a taste of the regular season, build on what didn't work in the off season and maybe come into the season, you know, having more confidence, I guess we can say to, to kind of lead the Atlanta Falcons. But I mean, did you have any thoughts on Bryce Young uh, for this upcoming season for the Panthers or any, you know, what we just talked about with rookie quarterbacks? Yeah, actually, you guys both took the words out of my mouth. Um, in order for Bryce to succeed, he should have been backing up a solid veteran quarterback and grab a couple years under his belt before he entered the field. And I think <clears throat> for rookie quarterbacks, it's a lot easier to have like had your hype fizzle away while you're benched in the NFL yeah. and have fans have that low expectation from you after the veteran quarterback retires or, or gets traded or something rather than coming in <clears throat> as one of the best quarterbacks in college yeah. and just flopping. But since he doesn't have that luxury, Rod hit the nail on the head. He needs to have a reliable O-line, reliable backs, reliable receiving core, good coaching. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of losses before Bryce Young is going to be able to su succeed or even any rookie quarterback. So I, I feel very bad that he's in this position because I don't think it's the right thing to do when you, when you bring in a rookie quarterback, but it is what it is. Well, and let's not forget too, Steve Young sat behind Joe yeah, Montana right. and he wasn't necessarily, yeah. And, and that 
how did that work out for the Niners? I'd say that worked out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to mention something else, but I completely went over my head now. But yeah, I think that I think that was just a great kind of threw you off. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was a great conversation just to mention, just because this this division, I think, like the AFC South, the other South division, is going to be in this period of where they're going to have these young quarterbacks, you know, having to be the face of the franchise, like the two teams in the AFC South. Anthony Richardson, uh, we saw the news that he should be the starting quarterback, which he will be, we know. And obviously with the Texans with C.J. Stroud just being thrown into the fire as well. And again, we talked about it with the Colts uh, in, on the propcast the other day is that they went through a quarterback carousel, having veteran quarterbacks come in and come in and come in and just not working for them. And now you draft a guy fourth overall, you're going to throw him into the fire um, at that starting quarterback position. So I, I think I'm still in the camp where you got to give this guys, and I think both of you, Minty, you and uh, Rod both agree that give them a year – let them learn the playbook. Let them learn the offensive system. Let them learn the NFL ways because there's a lot of field stuff that happens off the field as well for these players coming in um, that they have to be committed to throughout the season. So, um, I, I, again, I, I think Bryce Young will be fine. You know, again, he's I think he's favored for a rookie of the year as well. Um, but I think that, you know, there's just an expectation for these guys coming in from the college ranks just to come out and perform immediately. Um, because they had so much success, uh, whether whether they were at Alabama, Ohio State, you know, those Michigan, whatever the big schools, um, and just translated to the NFL season. All right, one order of business left before we end this episode of the NFC South Division. Give out some best bets and our division winner for this upcoming year for the NFC South. Uh, Minty, you want to lead us off with your best bet? Uh, it could be a division. Uh, win total, anything that you want to give out, go ahead. On any any division, any team? Uh, I mean, if you want to give that additional, so why don't you give one for NFC South, and if you have anything else you want to give for the division or anything across the NFL, you can do that as well. Gotcha. Mm, you know what? I'm sticking with my Saints to win the NFC South as my best bet, plus 130. I already bet on it. It was, I think it was my first futures bet that I bet this season, um, and I also gave that out. Other than that... Yeah, I don't really have any high hopes for the NFC South, but I am excited to see how it plays out because on paper, actually, all these teams, at least offensively, look pretty decent. Rod, talk to me. Yeah, give me Tampa Bay, uh, the under uh, of, of uh, five and a half. I, that's at plus 130. Like Minty said, I, I don't know why under five and a half is at pl a plus money, but take it. I mean, this is something you can probably sit on all year long and not really sweat because they may not even win their first game until week 17 so uh that'd be fantastic for you because then you would win right away so uh yeah i mean again tampa bay they're just a gigantic work in progress it's gonna be tough for them to win anything so plus 130 under five and a half take that i'm on the on the bucks under as well six and a half i think this team will struggle this season um baker mayfield will have flashes of some highlights this season but we will probably see at some point kyle trask into the conversation uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at that quarterback position. So uh, Tampa Bay Bucks under six and a half. And I will go with the Saints as well to win this division with Minty. Ooh. I do think, again, I, I there is the possibility that this team does win 10 uh, games just because just looking at their schedule, by far the easiest schedule this upcoming season. You have, you guys mentioned, a mid-quarterback. The funny part is, that when we look at some of the rankings of uh, the starting quarterbacks, 
Warren Sharp has him exactly at 16, which is like right in the middle at, at 16. Whoa. <laughs> um, Thanks. But uh, again, they, they, they do have the talent at the wide receiving group. We know getting Michael Thomas back, barring health. Chris Olave had a great rookie season. Alvin Kamara will be back after three games, but you have a great insurance policy in Jamal Williams. Um, the one concern I do have is Dennis Allen at the head coaching position, but I think the talent may override some of the uh, the head coaching deficiencies that he may have for this upcoming season. Again, when that team is good, the fans show up for that team. And it's one of the better home field advantages uh, throughout the NFL. So I will go with the Saints as well to win this upcoming, uh, or sorry, to win the NFC South for this upcoming division. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for another division preview for the NFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, Minty, I will give you the floor. Anything that you want to plug and let our listeners know where they can find you. Sure. Um, guys, follow me on Twitter at Minty Bets for all the picks, all the retweets of all the videos and the early NFL picks. Um, you can follow me on Instagram as well at Minty Bets, but I only really post like personal stuff there. Uh, also follow Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter at Yahoo Sportsbook. And you guys can find me uh, on UFC Fight Pass as well. And sometimes on the ESPN ESPN Plus broadcast on Saturday Fight Nights at the Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, you. I mean, look, she's absolutely crushing it on UFC. I, I, I will uh, message her every now and then for some UFC That's picks. Right. No, I forgot to text you picks uh, this past yeah, weekend because I've yeah. been, yeah, I've been trying to do that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rod, anything else, my man? Uh, just follow me. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bio. To everything so I got proper. going on, whether it's here, uh, of course. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Our Cup Series picks are coming out tonight. Then, of course, we got some Xfinity, SRX. Uh, there's IndyCar and F1 to recap. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on over there. Again, the easy way to do it is just follow me on X at RJ Via Gomez. And then, of course, uh, yeah, just uh, check it all out there. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. <laughs> um, like Rod said, just, again, get over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, for all the great stuff that's happening. Ramping up for football. Uh, the college uh, uh, football guys are absolutely uh, crushing it. I don't know where they get the energy to do team previews for all 300-plus teams, but Whoa. that's why we're some of the best, or we are the best in the business when it comes to college football, led by Colby and the guys at the college uh, football experience. I got to give a shout-out to my guy, Malcolm. Uh, those guys are, as, as much as this pains me to do, uh, the Premier League Gambling Podcast, those guys absolutely crushed it. The first weekend of the English Premier League, uh, the season started this past weekend, so if you're a soccer fan slash football fan, however you want to call it, make sure to check out the Premier League uh, Gambling Podcast. But again, just do yourself a favor, download the app, the SGPN app. You'll get all of our content, which is absolutely free uh, across all of our platforms. Um, and again, just join us, and we're, we're absolutely going to crush you for this NFL season. We'll be back later this week with another uh, division preview, so definitely look out for that. Um, I think the NFC East is the next. I think Scott and Terrell are going to cover that. So look out for that. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.